Welcome to Family History, Genealogy Made Easy. I'm your host, Lisa Louise Cook. You probably have a lot of curiosity about your family history, but not a lot of time. And that's why I created this podcast. In each episode, I'm going to give you the tools that you need to uncover your family tree in quick and easy ways. Now, so far in this podcast series, we've set you up with a genealogy database, located birth, marriage, and death records, scoured the census and newspapers, and most recently, we covered immigration and naturalization records. And we've covered a lot of ground, and chances are, if you've been putting in that hour a week that we talked about, you've probably made some great progress on your family tree. And that means you've also probably collected a number of records. And many of the records were probably found online, and that means that they're stored on your computer hard drive. But where? Hard drive organization is one of the great challenges that faces the new genealogist, and often continues to plague experienced researchers. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to share a system I've developed for organizing your computer hard drive files so that you can quickly and easily locate any document. I've been using this system for almost a decade, and it has never failed me. So set down your family tree just for a little while and put on your apron as we get ready to do some hard drive spring cleaning and organization. President Harry S. Truman once said, In reading the lives of great men, I found that the first victory they won was over themselves. Self-discipline with all of them came first. Now, I would have to agree, and I would take it even farther. The consistent factor in a great family tree is also dependent on the victory that you win over yourself. Self-discipline definitely comes first. And I've heard from researchers over and over again that self-discipline when it comes to staying organized is often their greatest challenge. And yet, if we can conquer that desire to toss stuff in a pile just so we can chase down the next record, we will actually have a much greater victory than all of those extra records could possibly give us. It's sort of like the old question, if a tree falls in the forest and there's nobody there to hear it, does it make a sound? Well, in our case, it's more like if you have a record and later you can't find it, do you really have it at all? Is it really a genealogical source for your research? Well, I would venture to say, no, it's probably not. It's pretty useless to you if you can't locate it whenever you need it. And in fact, it has the potential to become a huge time and money waster because when you do need it again, you're going to have to go back and retrace your tracks find it again at the original source and pay whatever additional costs that are required. Yuck, nobody wants to do that. So each time you're tempted to toss that record in a pile on your desk or in some nondescript catch-all folder on your computer's hard drive because you're in a hurry, just remember that in the long run, it's going to slow you way down when you want to retrieve it. And ultimately, it's going to dramatically hinder your overall research. Now, I speak from the position of being 
born with the disorganization gene. (laughs) As a kid, my mom was constantly after me to clean up my room and put things away. In fact, I'm convinced that many of my Barbies were secretly given away to charity because my mom had stepped on them just one too many times. And I have lost count of how many times my mom would ask me to go get the scotch tape or some other household item that I'd been using. And when I would return empty-handed because I had no clue where I'd left it, she would say, if I have to get up, you're going to be in big trouble, mister. (laughs) Well, I like to think I was just imaginative and creative. But the truth is, as you get older, being disorganized can actually hinder all that imagination and creativity because... You're too busy looking for your car keys to be creating the next painting or, in our case, finding the next branch of our family tree. So how did I win victory over myself and become more self-disciplined, as Truman suggested? Well, when I was in my early 20s, I went to work at a large corporation as a secretary for an international sales office. And my boss, the office manager, was an organizational powerhouse who stood all of five feet tall, and she had a real thick British accent. Her name was June. She was fair, and she was a good manager, but she was tough. And though I towered over her physically, she towered over me organizationally. June could pick a sticky note out of a drawer full of files in three seconds flat if she needed it. Well, actually, she refused to allow us to use sticky notes because of their propensity for getting stuck to the wrong item and getting lost. She would say, anything worth writing down is worth writing down properly. And, you know, she was right. And I learned that lesson the hard way. The top sales manager had come to me one day for some critical sales data that had been called in by another salesman from Singapore a few days before, and I couldn't put my hands on it. This was before the widespread use of cell phones, and there was no way to reach the Singapore agent because he was traveling. I felt like a world-class heel. I had really let him down. I let the whole office down. I mean, a sale that you can't find isn't a sale at all, right? Well, June sat me down and told me that this would never happen again. (laughs) I thought, oh, no, I am so fired. But no, instead, she proceeded to teach me step by step how to organize my desk. Each drawer of files, each file, everything. And although her system required self-discipline and a little extra effort up front, it paid off time and time again. I don't even remember ever not being able to locate what I needed after that. My willingness to conquer my weaknesses and practice organizational self-discipline certainly came from a desire never to see that look of disappointment in the face of another salesman. But most important, I never wanted to see it in June's face again. Because I knew she was giving me a second chance, and she had now equipped me with all the tools that I needed to be successful. So if I failed after that, it was just my own weakness. I figured if she believed I could do it, then I better just do it. And I did. And once you get the tools that you need to keep all your genealogical records organized on your computer, and you start experiencing that success of retrieving whatever you want, when you want it, 
that will be the motivation that keeps you going and you will have victory. So coming up next, I'm going to share the hard drive organization system that I've created with you. Now, I want to say before we go any further that I am sure that there are other folks who have different ways of organizing their computers that might work perfectly well. I'm not claiming that this is the only way to do it. So no emails telling me that there's other ways to do it. (laughs) I know there is. But what I am saying is that I know firsthand that this system works. And it works really well for me. As I said earlier, I've been using it for almost a decade, and it has never failed me. The only time there's trouble is if I don't follow my own methods. My goal with this system is that I can locate the corresponding electronic file on my computer for any fact in my database in seconds. And that's without using the search feature. And a word about search. Yes, computers do have search boxes that allow you to search the contents of your computer for files. But even when you use the search feature, don't you find that there are still times when you still can't find what you're looking for? I know that has certainly happened to me. And that's because you may not remember the exact words that you use to name your files or your folders, and you can only locate the words that you search on. And besides, searches often bring up tons of files that have nothing to do really with what you're specifically looking for, and then you're right back where you started from, searching through a bunch of files looking for the right one. By having a system of files and folders, you can bypass the search box and just navigate your way to the exact document that you're looking for quickly and easily. And we like quick and easy, right? And that is coming up next. We're back, and I'm your host, Lisa Louise Cook. Now, this system that we're going to talk about will work for both PC and Mac. But since I'm a brand new Mac user, I finally got myself an iMac, which I really love. I'm going to explain this in terms of using a PC with a Windows-based operating system. But again, I'm sure if you're an experienced Mac user, you'll know how to accomplish this on the Mac. So if you're at your computer, go ahead and open Windows Explorer. Uh, If you're out walking or jogging or doing your chores, just listen along, get the general idea and concepts, and then later you can go back and listen to this again and, and work through it on your own computer. So here on my laptop now, my laptop has Vista. So Windows Explorer on Vista is actually just called Computer. And there's likely an icon on your desktop for it. It'll either say Windows Explorer or just Computer, or you can access it from the Start menu. Whether it's Windows Explorer or just Computer or even the Finder on the Mac, this is where you work with the files on your computer's hard drive. Now, on most computers, the C drive is the main drive that you store your files on. But if not, just double-click on the drive where you want to store your computer files, and we'll work with that one. But I'll be referring to the C drive. Now, chances are you'll find a few folders already on your C drive. Folders like program files, where your software programs are stored, uh, the temp or temporary folder, the users folder, and a folder called Windows. 
You may have already created a folder to hold your own work files, so you might see those as well. But we're going to start fresh, and we're going to create a brand new folder called Genealogy. So select the C drive by clicking on it, and go up to the menu and select File, New Folder. And I know with Vista, I can just right-click on the C drive, and then select New, and then Folder, which will accomplish the same thing. And for many of the actions that we're going to be talking about here, uh, you may be able to right-click and have that menu option for you. And if so, go ahead and use that, so I won't keep repeating that here. You'll see also that the label for the folder is going to be highlighted when you create that new folder, so that you can name it. So just type Genealogy and press Enter, and you will now have a folder on your C drive called Genealogy. Everything we're going to do from now on is going to go into this folder. And here's a tip. Sometimes when you create a new folder, I notice that the, the highlight uh, feature goes away, but you still need to name the folder. Well, if you want to rename the folder or edit the name that you gave it, maybe you did a misspelling or something, just double-click on the folder, and from the menu, select File, Rename, and it will highlight it again so that you can type in the name or edit the name. Okay, so now you have your genealogy folder on your C drive. Now, we're going to create a series of folders within this folder that will have a purposeful organization behind them. But before we do that, I just want to take a quick moment to explain the concept of folders on your hard drive. Because I'm sure there are some of you listening who haven't worked with folders much, if ever. Well, setting up folders on your computer is a lot like setting up a filing system in your office. In fact, this system that I'm sharing with you is really based on a paper filing system that June taught me all those years ago. Think of the genealogy folder that we just created as kind of a large drawer in your desk. In that drawer, you would put folders for all the major headings of the kinds of work that you do. In an office, that might mean that you have hanging files um, labeled accounting, correspondence, sales, supplies, etc., but of course, each of these hanging files with these major headings have a lot of folders inside of them, and they all have subheadings, right? So within the accounting folder, you might have a folder called expenses, and perhaps bills to be paid, and revenue, those kinds of things. And within each of those folders, you could even have more folders. So for instance, under revenue, you might have a folder for each year. Well, your computer hard drive can be organized much the same way, and you can create all the folders you want. Many people don't set up folders on their computer for fear that they're going to lose track of what they've created and how to find them when they filed something. But that's just because they don't have a system in place that is logically set up and makes it clear what is needed and where things go. And that's what we're going to give you here. And that's going to give you the confidence to set up as many folders as you want to because you're going to understand how they're laid out and be able to put your hands on what you're looking for. So you don't have to be a computer programmer just to do a bit of file setup on your computer. You've already created your first folder. That wasn't hard, right? And it's your computer after all. And you should be able to organize it any way you want. So, let me give you an overview of the way that this will be laid out. First, there are general items having to do with your genealogy research. Things like charts and files, forms, um, history topics, 
research trip materials, um, general timelines, and any genealogy societies or organizations that you belong to. Those are all the kinds of things that pertain to your genealogy research, but aren't specifically geared to a particular family in your family tree. So those are all folders that we'll set up separately. But the folders that I want to focus in on are the ones that do apply to your family lines. So we're going to create a folder inside the genealogy folder called Surnames Researching. This is where we're going to put all the files, all the folders for any family surnames that you are doing research on. So to create this folder, you're just going to click on the genealogy folder to select it and follow the same procedure as we did to create the genealogy folder, which is to go to the menu, click on File, and then select New, and then select Folder. And this will create a new folder inside the genealogy folder. You have to remember to always select the folder that you want to create a folder inside by clicking on that folder. Otherwise, your new folder is going to show up inside whichever folder you happen to last be in. Your new folder should be highlighted and ready to be named, so you can type in surnames researching. Now, if you're like me, you may be researching your spouse's family tree as well as your own. So in my case, I'm going to create two folders within the surnames folder. One is called Bill's tree, and the other is called Lisa's tree. Okay, so now I've got folders for the trees that I'm working on. And this is where all my documents are going to be filed. And in next week's episode, I'm going to focus in on organizing my family tree folders, which is really going to take us into the heart of this system. You know, I love bringing these genealogical gems to you that help boost your research and build a strong family tree. And it's important to me to always have free podcasts available so that everyone can participate. If you enjoy these free shows and you would like to help me cover the costs of bringing them to you each week, there's a really easy way to do that that won't cost you a thing. By coming to my website whenever you need to do some shopping online and accessing your favorite stores and websites through the links that you find on my site, you financially support the show. The price you pay is exactly the same, but Genealogy Gems receives a small percentage for referring you. It's just that simple. Amazon is one of my all-time favorite places to shop online. They have just about everything and at incredibly competitive prices. So next time you're looking for books, DVDs, software, electronics, apparel, pretty much anything at all, head to genealogygems.tv and click the Amazon ad that you find on the homepage or throughout the website. And these free podcasts will benefit by any shopping that you do. And you will get the same super low prices. Everybody wins. So if you enjoyed the Genealogy Gems podcast and the Family History Genealogy Made Easy podcast, let your mouse do the shopping through the ads and links on the Genealogy Gems website. And together, we'll keep new episodes coming for a long time to come. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. You'll find the show notes for this episode, which include all the links I've talked about at my website, genealogygems.com. 
And there you'll also discover a lot more tips and tools for finding your family history in my podcasts, the blog posts, books, and videos. Become a Genealogy Gems premium member, and you're also going to get access to exclusive content like my full-length video classes and the premium podcast episodes. We have a new one of those coming out every month. Now, if you have any questions about this episode, or if you'd like to share your experiences on how the podcast has impacted your own family history journey, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at genealogygemspodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 925-272-4021 and we might just play it here on the show. Thanks so much for listening, friend. I'll talk to you soon.